The Celtics had their chances here in Miami, but a late-game meltdown, a missed play, a missed pass cost them. So did the zone that they should have seen coming, but with so many injuries, did they even really have a chance here? I'm going to talk about it all right now, plus Marcus Smart's injury timeline on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So make sure you are one by subscribing to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts on whichever app you want to use. Join the show on YouTube as well. Subscribe there. Ring the bell. Get notified when I drop a new video. Join in the comments Especially there's a growing community. There's threads in these comments, these post-game comments, trying to really build something here for Celtics fans to go and enjoy or commiserate or whatever after these games. I'm John Corrales. I'm a former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'm here yet in Miami at the Miami Dade Arena, formerly uh, the FTX Arena, but crypto's a scam and that all fell apart. So it's the Miami Dade Arena now. And uh, the Celtics lost to the Miami Heat 98-95. It looked like they were going to win this game. They had a 10-point lead with uh, just about eight minutes left in the game. Uh, a little bit more than eight minutes left in the game. And I thought, okay, here, here they are. They they are gonna they're gonna steal this thing. They're gonna uh, they're gonna pull this out. And they they couldn't. Uh, today's show, by the way, brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Uh, the Celtics had it. They had it within their hands. Uh, like I said, uh, an alley-oop to Robert Williams made it a 10-point game. And then the Celtics went more than six minutes without scoring. Six Minutes down the stretch, another big scoreless streak that really cost them this game. Why? How did they go so cold, so fast? I think part of this is momentum-based. Uh, Miami got hot at the right time. Bam out of bio was a matchup problem. Uh, the Celtics, with so many injuries, didn't have the, the type of lineups that you could throw out there to close this game out. And I think it all just kind of conspired to lead to this you can call it a collapse uh you can however way you want to put it uh, i'm not i'm not going to be too too critical because again jalen brown out uh marcus smart out malcolm brogdon al horford out you toss in danilo gallinari and that those five players if they're fully healthy are probably like a sixth or seventh seed as a starting lineup in the nba in in the east right now maybe maybe fighting for five who knows but that's a pretty damn good group of guys to to not have at your disposal. Obviously, Gallinari hasn't played, but everybody else, all the regulars, that that's a a group of guys. Any one of those guys, literally any one of them, 
could have helped the Celtics, especially somebody like a Malcolm Brogdon who could have busted this zone. The, the, the Heat play more zone than anybody, and that zone defense just crushed the Celtics. Fourth quarter, I, I think the Celtics just got tired. And Jason Tatum coming off of uh, big minutes on a back-to-back, played big minutes again. They, they played Rob. They played uh, – Peyton Pritchard, I think they played Derek White all the whole fourth quarter. And you can see at the end when they really needed a bucket, everything was short. Every every basket uh, from every shot from Peyton Pritchard fell front rim. Derek White, the floater started to go front rim. Robert Williams was not getting to the offensive rebounds that he was getting to earlier in the game. It was just a, a, a it all came together where a group of guys, by the way, that closing lineup, which was the two Williamses, White, Tatum, and Pritchard, never played a second before together in this uh, this season. And, and and maybe even last season, but I only checked this season's numbers. They they have not played together once, one second in in a, in a game. Now, obviously they they practice together. You can say that they uh, it doesn't matter that they haven't played together in a, in a game, but it, it sort of does, though, because there's uncertainty. And any bit of uncertainty, or or just any kind of un, being unsure of should I should I go, should I cut, should I do this, anything that throws you off a little bit can can have a cascading effect. And Miami had uh, the opportunity to just run off of misses and run off of turnovers, and Bam Adebayo got going and. And it all just kind of conspired to cost the Celtics in the fourth quarter. I thought in the first half of the game, uh, Jason Tatum was spectacular. And then he faded as the game went on. The third quarter wasn't great. The fourth quarter was even worse. Same with Derek White. This was going to be the the postgame story was going to be how uh, Jason Tatum was really efficient and on his way to a, a big scoring night and how Derek White, given the opportunity to, to do more, once again did a whole lot more and, and showed that he can step up and be a second option if pressed into service. And and he can, he can be that guy. It's just on the back-to-back in this situation, I think he, he just kind of ran out of gas a little bit. So that all um, worked against the Celtics there. Got to give credit to Bam Adebayo for being uh, just really great and and for hitting those jumpers, those mid range jumpers. He was he was awesome. There's nothing the Celtics could do. Really had nothing for him uh, through most of this game. Second quarter, fourth quarter, he was really really good. Uh, I thought that uh, the 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 real the, where I really first got the sense that things were starting to turn against the Celtics was late in the third. Through most of the third quarter, about with about a minute 45 to go, at that point, Miami was shooting 28% from three. After that point, Victor Oladipo hits a, a three-pointer a three with about a minute 44 to go in the third quarter. That's That triggers, he hits two in a row. Um, they get another one after that. Miami goes six of 12 the rest of the way. That, I think, was as critical as anything 
for the Heat to to win this game because, yeah, Bam was great, and yeah, the Celtics wilted, but throughout the entire game, the 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 Heat's shooting was kind of preventing them from making any sort of move, and it was kind of a disjointed game anyway. It was not the best game in the world. The Celtics had an 11-0 run to close the second uh, second quarter, and they started out 5-0 in the third. That was the best stretch for Boston. But Miami had opportunities throughout this game, and, and it kind of almost felt like, all right, the Celtics are getting away with, with one here. The Celtics are getting away with this. They're shorthanded and all of this stuff. They're, they're, they're kind of in position to steal this thing and and move, you know, get the hell out of Florida because the Heat couldn't hit a damn thing other than Max Struess in the first quarter. And then once Oladipo started hitting those threes and once the three-pointers started to fall in the fourth quarter, you started to feel like, uh-oh, here it comes because Bam Adebayo didn't do it by himself. And the Celtics collapsed, yeah, but they still tied the game at the end, and then came the final possession. And there's a lot of conversation about what should Joe Missoula have done and, and all that. Let's get into that final, not the final, final possession where the Celtics got the three-point opportunity with uh, with Peyton Pritchard's uh, shot just falling short. Talking about the one where Jason Tatum threw the ball away. Let's dive into that. We'll do that next. First, we are very excited here on the Lockdown Podcast Network about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel, and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features. It makes betting on sports fun and easy. If you're a new customer, join today and get started with a $150 uh, with $150 in free bets guaranteed. And all you've got to do is place a $5 bet. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on to do so. That's how you get that deal. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. It's an app that is safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. It's If Locked On is the number one podcast network, then we got to be partnered with the number one sports book in America. It's NFL time. The Super Bowl is is close to being set, and you want to go out there and make a couple of bets. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose, just place that $5 bet at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On Game to Game your second listen. It's on the Locked On NBA feed, so if you're already subscribed to it, you're seeing it in your Locked On feeds. If you're not, subscribe to two podcasts in one. Locked On Game to Game gets you two sides of the story from every game. I recorded one here after the Celtics lost to Miami, and then you get the other side as well. Locked On Game to Game. It's quick. It's fun. It's easy to get caught up on the league as a whole. All right, the Celtics ended up with a chance to tie or even pull ahead. Uh, they had the ball with 20 seconds left. So Grant Williams ties it. Bam Adebayo comes down, scores again. And the Celtics inbound the ball. So let's start there. 
Joe Missoula did not call a timeout. The Celtics liked their matchup. Uh, Jason Tatum, after the game, said, it was smart not to call a timeout. We we liked who we had. We had matchups that we wanted to go to. So let's keep it rolling. That's fine. I'm not really concerned about that. Not calling a timeout in that situation, fine. So Jason Tatum gets the ball. Uh, they they run a pick and roll with Robert Williams. Tatum goes to his right. Two guys go to him. Again, Missoula says that's what I wanted. That I knew that was going to happen. The personnel that they had out there. We didn't want to call a timeout to have them set their defense and bring in defensive personnel. I totally get that. Makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm with I'm with Joe on that at that point. Uh, seeing what he saw on the floor, Tatum not recognizing what was happening. There has to be a moment where a coach sees the play developing. And he kind of sees the floor and says, is he getting it to Rob? Is he getting it to Derek White? Who's he, who's he looking at? What's going on here? And you have to have a sense of, is this play working in real time? You have two timeouts. There's an opportunity there to reset things if you don't like the way things are going and start over, draw something up, yeah, they're going to get defensive personnel in there, but maybe it's still worth it because you have an opportunity to set who you want, get the guys some rest, get them focused. That's debatable, all right? Maybe you should have called a timeout there. Maybe he should have seen what was happening. Or, 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 to give Joe some credit there, maybe he thinks with four minutes, with four seconds to go, Tatum is just, trying to get the ball to Robert Williams. Now, after the game, I asked him specifically, I asked both guys specifically about this play. And Joe was saying, I should have called a better play. I should have called a play that gave Tatum the opportunity to recognize things better. Fair. Because after the game, Jason Tatum said uh, that they doubled Robert Williams coming off the pick. And they didn't double Robert Williams coming off the pick. Tatum read something that didn't happen on the floor. That's an important element here because by, by seeing that, by reading that, uh, it's obvious that Joe says, yeah, I probably should have given him an opportunity to see something better. Tatum misread the floor or misremembered it. That's, that's a key element because he tried to throw a cross-court pass to Grant Williams that really wasn't there. He had two options in front of him. Robert Williams rolling to the middle or Derek White in the left slot where White could have driven and made a pass or taken a shot, a floater, another one of his you know 100 floaters that he took in this game. He could have taken that. The, the pass could have gone to Rob where Rob could have just by Robert Williams catching it at the free throw line, that would have drawn people in, and he could have turned and fired to Pritchard in one corner or Grant in the other corner, and he, he that would have given the Celtics an opportunity to get a game-winning, potentially game-winning shot up. I would have been fine if they went for two or for three. Probably, actually, three was the better choice considering the momentum either – 
make it and win the game or just, you know, move on. But I think it's not a lock that that should have been a timeout. It's not a guarantee that that should have been a call called a, a timeout. I can hear the argument for it because we saw what happened. But if I'm looking at this and I, I'm sitting here looking at this arena and Joe Missoula looking at that angle from where this whole thing happened, I, I can see where he he probably didn't think a timeout needed to be called. I'm fine with that. Honestly, the if the personnel is right and Jason Tatum has the ball in his hands and you trust him to make the right play, then he's got to make the right play. And yeah, Missoula, you know, has the responsibility to call the right play and get them into the right set, knowing that they're going to double team him. You could have called maybe something a little bit better, uh, a play that's maybe a little bit more familiar or maybe something that's a little bit more obvious. It does beg the question of Missoula's recognition of late game situations. If he now says, oh, I should have called something different. And against Toronto, where Al Horford made some great plays, and Joe said, "Yeah, he he, you know, saved my ass because I didn't call a timeout when I after that game I was talking about not recognizing that Grant Williams was on the floor, that Peyton Pritchard had the ball, and you're playing four on five, and that became a turnover. Late game execution still has a lot of uh, growth for the Celtics. It's a it's a major growth area for the Celtics." They have a lot that they can do uh, in that in that spot. Uh, the the they can be better about late game execution. Uh, and Joe Mazzulla, look, I'm giving him all the benefit of the doubt because he's he's learning and learning on the fly. If you remember to the beginning of the season, this was my big concern. This was my number one thing when it came to Joe Mazzulla in game situations. He is, he's, he's obviously super smart. He is well-respected. Um, he's got, I think a fun personality. Uh, he's uh, a half Italian Rhode Islander. I've been around Italian Rhode Islanders my whole life. I know what kind of ball busters they are. That's Joe Mazzulla's personality. If you don't come to him with a, a solid question in the post game, uh, he will, he will give it to you a little bit. That's fine. I kind of dig that part of his personality. But the in-game stuff, the in-game recognition, crunch time recognition, that has to be better. And we've seen it on this road trip now twice. That has to be better. He could have helped his team against Toronto. They got the win. That's great. Al Horford bailed them out. That could have been easier. Maybe they could have been, that this could have been a win instead of a loss. I'm chalking up Orlando. I don't think Orlando was going to be a win. That's fine. This was an opportunity to go 2-1 and one on the road trip. Missed opportunity to get this this win. Am I am I crushed by this loss? No, I'm not really. They're still in first place. They still got the best record in the league. I'm not devastated by this loss, but a missed opportunity here to get a win. And and you don't like to miss those opportunities very often. But it's more the the way they lost and uh, the recognition that. Joe needs to, you know, there are things to learn in that job, on the fly, in those moments. They need to have somebody that's going to come through from the sidelines, just like a player is going to have to come through on the floor. 
And he, he's shown that that's a work in progress. Also a work in progress, the minutes. I think the minutes are an issue here. The minutes that he's playing these guys are an issue. I'll talk about that next. Boston Celtics losing to the Miami Heat. And I think minutes are an issue here. I think the guys got tired down the stretch. They played Peyton Pritchard over 42 minutes. That's that's crazy. Of course, all of his shots went short. Um, Tatum played 40 minutes in this game, 40 minutes in a back-to-back after playing 38 against Orlando. Uh, he had a day off against Toronto, but the, he played 48 against Golden State, 40 in the previous game against Charlotte. That's a lot of minutes. That is a lot of minutes. Now, I get that he's durable. I get that he's young. I get that he wants to play. But I still think they need a fresher Jason Tatum. And wasn't it one of the stated goals of this team to keep these guys fresh, Tatum and Brown, to keep them fresh before they head into the playoffs? Wasn't that one of the goals? Didn't Brad Stevens come out and say at the beginning of the season, got to keep these guys fresh? We can't have another situation like they did in Golden State where at the end of the, the finals, they just didn't have anything. They didn't have another gear to reach. I am concerned. I am concerned that these guys are playing too many minutes. Uh, in fact, I'm concerned, especially because Jalen Brown, when he he missed this game, surprisingly, because he uh, th- they're managing the, the groin injury, the adductor injury. And before the game, Joe Mazzula said uh, the the uptick in minutes left him a little sore, a little more sore than usual. So they gave him a day. I don't like that the minutes, the minutes load is what led to this, this continued management that cost him a game. And maybe, hey, maybe he just needed a day off, but that that would have been it would have been great to have Jalen Brown in this game really would have especially when Jimmy Butler was a late scratch Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in this game they win this game playing these guys the minutes that they're playing is just a mistake I continue to believe it's a mistake they're winning now and they're the best team in the league and that's great but I'm starting to wonder if being the best team in the league now with the with the minutes low that these guys are facing versus being maybe in more of a dogfight, maybe jostling for first and second, but giving these guys extra rest, bringing them down to 34 minutes a game, 35, would that lead to an extra loss or two? Maybe, but is it worth it? Is it worth the, the potential of losing a game or two here and there extra if it means fresher legs later on. I mean, there's a cumulative effect. The extra rest, I think it's very simple. Give them an extra 60 to 90 seconds on either end of their their normal substitution pattern. And that will keep them fresher. And it'll also give guys like Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard and whoever else, hell, maybe even Justin Jackson, who was pressed into service in this game, maybe it gives these guys opportunities to get out there and get a little bit of a rhythm. 
I think the minutes are a concern. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them playing this many, this many minutes. Uh, to to see Tatum playing like this in in this game on the back to back, with everything else, with the wrist and all the other stuff, he's he's going to say he wants to play. And of course, like I envy that. Like, of course, you want to play. And I know they've got sports scientists and they're measuring all this stuff. And and maybe I'm worried for nothing. Maybe I'm just being overly cautious. Maybe I'm swept up in this whole uh, sports science load management thing. I've seen what happens when these guys don't get the rest, when they play a ton of minutes. It happened last year. It's happening again this year. And it shouldn't be. Speaking of guys who are you know dealing with injuries, Marcus Smart. With the sprained ankle, it turns out it's a bone bruise. He spoke before this game uh, in Miami, and he said that he's trying to take it easy. He's he's not rushing back, and that he's probably looking at a one- to two-week timeline. So he won't be back. Uh, definitely won't be back for the Knicks game and probably won't be back for much of this homestand if he's, at, he's back for this homestand at all. So it's an opportunity here for... Other guys, Pritchard's going to get more of an opportunity, and maybe Hauser will get more of an opportunity. Hauser was 0 for 6 in this game, by the way. And, you know, for a guy that his whole thing is shooting, I actually thought he was decent defensively. In that 11-0 run, he played some of the best defense of his life. That stretch where he blocked the shot, Rob got the rebound, Rob turned it over, that, or, or Rob got a block, uh, then Hauser got a steal. That was an amazing sequence. This is the best defensive minutes of Sam Hauser's life. But he needs to get into this rhythm. I thought that after the Orlando game where he hit a few shots, that might be an opportunity for him to hit, you know, continue that here in Miami. And he, he couldn't do that. So I, I just want I want to see more opportunity for him as well. And maybe smart being out and maybe managing some of these minutes better will be uh, part of that. I'll wrap it up there. We'll come back tomorrow. Uh, I'll talk to Tom Westerholm. We'll wrap up this Florida road trip and we'll we'll kind of revisit some of these issues as well. Uh, because then there's a lot more to talk about here from this game. But I think the Celtics, to sum it all up, it's it's a tough loss. I'm not I'm not crushed by the loss, but they had opportunities. Um, I just hope that the minutes can be managed a little bit better moving forward. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks uh, for listening. If you are a new listener or a new watcher, hopefully you've enjoyed this show enough to subscribe, whether you want to do it on audio, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, or you want to do it on video, watching me on YouTube, you can do it there as well. If you're on YouTube, hop in the comments, become part of this growing Celtics community. Lots of people there. I want to make it a place where Celtics fans can go, where you don't have to have Twitter. You don't have to have Instagram. You can just go and just comment on the Facebook and have fun. Talk about the game. Talk about what I've... Do you agree with me? Do you don't? Do you not agree with me? Uh, you know, maybe you think I'm a, a moron or maybe you think I'm a genius. Somewhere in between. Hop into the comments. Let me know. Make friends. Have conversations. It's all there on the YouTube page. If you are a subscriber, I'd love it if you shared the podcast, tell your friends and family, everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.